Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 11th of July. I can't wait, the 11th of July, 2019. Time's flying. I mean, dude, so I, I say this every week, except last week, of course, because we weren't here because it was the 4th of July. But get outside and enjoy yourselves because summer's going to be gone before you even know it. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. We are so sorry we weren't here to join you all last week, but we understand you all had a good time blowing stuff up and making a whole bunch of noise celebrating Independence Day, so yay. Hey, Dave, how you doing, man? I am doing absolutely fantastic, and isn't that funny? You you'd mentioned you, you were past, we're talking about the same date, you know, today's date, we're, we're heading into mid-July, um, and you and I were going to give the exact opposite advice. Uh, because you're like, get out there, enjoy the sun. And I was thinking to myself, and it's funny, it might be because I'm writing an article on this subject right now. Yeah, sit your butt down and start getting ready for the holidays, folks. In any other, absolutely any other context, I'd be like, dude, come on, what are we doing to our audience? Did, did all work and no play makes us dull people. But you're right. <laughs> Every year. And every year, e-tailers, retailers, uh, uh, pe- people selling goods and services online, for some reason, forget that you got to set yourself up for Christmas, like, in the middle of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is funny. And, and I mean, for some, I, I, the, the group, I, I probably feel most sorry for. It's always kind of frustrating as SEOs, you know, because you'll get those, like, October. I need to rank by, you know, Black Friday. It's like. Mm. But there's usually <laughs> something you can do, right? Like they're like, okay, we can't get you, you know, buy gift cards, right? Like that's not happening. But you know, here's here's some things that, that can be done in you know quick in, in short order. You know, okay, let's look at paid search. The people I really feel sorry for, and now is kind of your very 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 last shot. If you want a refreshed website, <laughs> like you you want to start looking at your content, your it's it may be too late. You know you're probably good for the holidays 2020 if you get started you know soon. Uh, but this is kind of the the last hour if you're going to want to like to get any kind of assurance that you would have you know some some site redevelopment or anything done. So that's that's actually the the group that I I, and I most feel sorry for because I can see a bunch of people come September going hey time to think. A full redesign on your e-commerce website that's going to take more than like a couple months if you want it done really, really well and you want to rewrite the copy. <laughs> that's actually, I'm like, I can only imagine how many web designers are getting calls in like September, early October going, I want a full, you know, site redesign. Oh, and I want to move our entire e-commerce system to a new platform, right? Like, good luck. But anyway, <laughs> prep for the holidays, folks. But, you know, if you can, if you can. I want to I want to add an extra extra note of urgency this year over previous years because um, as, as, as small businesses know, uh, smaller retailers know, you're competing against behemoths that are suddenly more than established. They actually have their um, hardware devices in people's living rooms. Like you're 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 battling Amazon. Yeah. Um, if you really 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 are serious about running your own e-com site, get really serious about. Uh, Sprucing it up for the holidays starting now. Like 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 Dave said, you're not going to have a developer two or three weeks from now. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. And on that vein, have um, have you had this uptick, like this bizarre and sudden uptick in business? <laughs> like yeah. out of nowhere, in the last week, I have had I have my business has doubled in size. I don't know. I I can't explain it. I you know what I I find it very peculiar as well, and it's coming from. A variety of sources, but yeah. I, I absolutely know what I'm like, and it's just sort of, okay, there's some referrals over here or just like, I'm not even sure where you came from, but my phone rang and there you were. Um, you know, I will, of course, but I, I get exactly what you're saying. What, what do you think's going on? I don't know, man, but I, do you remember back in the olden days when, uh, when you couldn't pick up the phone without making money? Like, yeah. possible <laughs> to answer the phone without somebody handing you a couple grand saying, do this for me? Yeah. Um... It's felt a lot like that recently. Like Monday was bizarre. Every time I every time that I, I looked at my email, there was somebody else wanting the proposal. Doesn't get better I, than I, that, I, does it? 
I'm I'm pleased. But um <laughs> I'm always pleased you got it confused, so I'm I'm used to that. You know, maybe it's I don't know, you've logged in oh, we gotta be going on about twenty years here in, in the industry and have done a, a bang up job uh for those twenty years. Hell you were you were one of my teachers like eighteen years ago. So, you know, maybe it's just that people like you, Jim. Senseless <laughs> sensei. Um, <laughs> Okay, speaking of stuff that people like, you know, like or don't like or whatever. What, where are we going to go? Um, Google. We got to Google's confusing as, as as heck. And the thing that we weren't here last week, or we would have reported on this because this actually broke before last week. Um, and this is something that I that I feel an idiot for not knowing. But did you, Google stop supporting robots text like a couple years ago? Already stopped supporting uh, uh, the no index protocol. In right. robots. <laughs> I'm like, what? How did I miss this? And I just got a warning about robots this morning in my search console. So what's going on? Robots text file is still very useful, but but if you if you're trying to get Google to not index an entire website at the robot text level, which is I think most SEOs can be excused for thinking that's where you do it. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, you don't anymore. And they and you haven't for a couple of years, as if nobody noticed. Um, and it seemed nobody noticed because there was a hell of a surprise when it was announced when it, when when it came up in a conversation with John Mueller the other day. Yeah, I have seen occasionally, and it's funny. As soon as I saw this, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I have seen it. Right, where occasionally, once every blue moon, I'd see some. Wait, because you know how how we're SEOs, right? Like how we search. I kind of thought we might be anomalies where I would have this bizarre 16 worth phrase with like two sets of like quotes and <laughs> things in there that were just like, okay, I've refined my search so much. Google doesn't have a choice, right? Like they're just showing me the last thing they can possibly show me, right? There's only one or two results for that, for that query type. Okay. But that should be sandbox content, like that mythical Google sandbox. And I saw yeah. that in a uh, Quora uh, question the other day, does the sandbox exist? Yes and no. <laughs> like all things Google, yes and no. But if it was, if you were going to put in some really weird, like 16 weird, 16 word query that Google couldn't figure out and couldn't, couldn't match up to like, you know, any content in its general index, it should be grabbing from what we refer to as a sandbox then, right? Right. Right. Um, but it should not, as far as we knew it, be grabbing stuff that was clearly marked, don't grab me. Right. But it does. Okay, so... If you want to make sure Google doesn't get a document, uh, a document, you got to do it uh, at the document level. You want to make sure it doesn't get an entire site. I'd say do it at the document level, like, page by page by page for reels. Yeah, it's it's a really really peculiar thing. And for our listeners, what what the announcement came out um, was basically at at its core, and, and you can actually see it if you if you look for specific, specific query types. Um, is yes, you can put up the no index. Yes, they'll respect it. Yes, they won't sort of index that page, but if it has some links and is deemed from other pages on the site to be the most relevant piece of content, the strongest piece of content that would be relevant to that term, they're still going to rank it even if you put the no index in your in your robots file. When I think about it, and I, I'm sure you're like, if I think about it, that's actually technically correct. Right? Like, all I've said, all I've told it is don't index it. I haven't said ignore every other SEO factor in existence. I've just said don't index this content. Uh, but where do, where, where, where's, where's, where's Google drawing its listings from? We always, I mean, like, like, does this mean, I mean, is this, does this mean a couple of years ago? And that, that would suggest a couple of years ago, Google went to Everflux long before they told us they did. Mm -hmm. Does this mean Google doesn't actually need to maintain an index or that in certain cases it doesn't need to be in the index to still end up on a search engine results page? I think what it means, well, yeah, I mean, there, there is a, I haven't actually thought of that direction, but I think what, what it's implying here, or at least from what John said, because he actually listed links specifically um, yeah. and other content on the domain. There's got to be a path to get there. Exactly. And I, I tend to think what he's sort of meaning is, hey, this is a complicated system. Hey, your, your page copy is one of these signals. And it's a strong signal for sure, right? Like it's, it's, it's a strong, what is on that page? That's a strong SEO signal. Um, but it's not the only. So 
if 40% of the weight is coming from elsewhere and that 40% of that weight makes that the strongest page for a query, even with the absence of the content, just based on anchor text and, and other sort of domain signals that might be coming in, then it's going to rank. I think like we should almost have a new entry into the robots going, what I really mean. <laughs> My gut instinct is, okay, yeah, but you could canonical that, right? Like canonical that to, to a page that you want, like just as a work rep. This is a band-aid though, right? Like, no, you shouldn't have to do this. Canonical it over. But then there's that nagging part of my brain going, where am I canonicaling it to? Because canonical means the content's over there, basically. Like, I mean, yeah, this is the, the real content. This, this yeah. is the actual, true, um, pure this content. This is original source. This is that content. And I'm saying don't index it. So it, it is a bit of a problem. It, it'll be interesting because you'll probably see it now that you're, you're looking for it. I know I've encountered it a couple times. But again, they were really obscure queries is where the description will be blocked. And it'll act like, well, well won't be there. It won't have one. And it'll actually be noted in the description that it, it's been blocked by robots. Right? So the description is unavailable because it's been blocked by robots because they can't index that content. So it, it, it's a, it, again, you'll, you'll probably see it now. Um, and that's more for our listeners than, than you, Jim. But um, it, it is a peculiar one. And yeah, we almost should have another one going on. What I mean is I don't want this in search. Right? Like, and there are mechanisms to do it. You, you've gone around a bit. We've always kind of relied on the robots file. It'd be nice if we just had like another directive in the robots file to go, what I mean <laughs> is when I say don't index this, what I really mean is I don't want this showing up in search um, ever under any circumstance. Okay. So again, just to, to reiterate for people who weren't paying attention at home, no index doesn't mean no SERPs. There you go. It means, yeah. it means no index. Uh, <laughs> figure out um, Google's intentions past that. I'm kind of at a loss again, because I've always preached that, that's the master file instructing robots how to treat every file inside the domain. Yeah. Now, as a note, and, and this may be interesting for, for some of our listeners, it's only available in the old search console. I have had to use it. Um, but if you actually find yourself in this spot where you're like, I actually want this gone, <laughs> right? What I meant, Google, was I want this gone. Um, if you go into search console under, under the, and this is in the old search console, in the, the left-hand nav under Google indexes, remove URLs. You can actually add URLs in there that you actually want. They'll remain indexed on Google's end. They'll never show up in search. Um, and I have run a test. It's actually kind of interesting because you can remove a URL and it just disappears. And then you can remove that removal and like, boom, it's back in the exact same position. Like it actually doesn't impact anything other than just make it not appear. But if you really, if you find yourself in that boat and you want to remove it, there you go. There's, there is a mechanism to get it done. Okay, that we spent a bit more time on that on that bit to the story that I wanted to. But okay, moving along, we got we have a couple more minutes before we got to take our first break. Um, when you write a URL, do you do you put an end slash at the end of it, or uh, do you just leave it sort of like dot uh, com slash file name whatever? I, I uh, you know what? It's probably because I'm from the day where we all had extensions at the end. I always like a, a, a backslash at the end. Like okay. I, just, I just do now. And go deep into your heart. Remember, remember, radio is all about like complete honesty with the audience. And I'll be honest, I've done it both ways on the same site. Mm -hmm. Has that ever occurred to you that that that, that um, apparently, if you put the end slash on, it's a different URL than without the end slash. Google sees it a little bit differently. This came up in conversation with Mueller again, the, John Mueller again the other day, and uh, his advice his advice is be consistent. If uh, it doesn't really make a difference, unless you're inconsistent, in which case Google sees it differently. Weird, yeah. eh? It is kind of odd. You would think, like, I've always kind of assumed it's one of those things they've worked out. I usually go into my HT access and just go, okay, always end it with a slash. But that's, that's more me, right? Like, that's just like, I, I don't know why. It, it, I know, like, I never actually thought it really mattered because I was kind of figured Google's going to figure this out <laughs> that, that they, that they would. Um, I guess I'm glad that I've always just had this compulsion to do it anyway. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it is good advice. So if you do have both pick one, doesn't matter which redirect um, one to the other. Yeah. So if you do have, if you, if you know that you have them out there, you might want to get some 301s going, but again, to end slash or not end slash, is that the question? No, just no. be consistent. <laughs> Okay, uh, no, you know what? We should take a break. We don't got time. For the, the next uh, story I want to talk about, we could actually talk about for quite a bit. All right. 
This is a good time to take a break here on Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Friends, you are listening on the 11th of July, 2019, unless you have some Christmas shopping to get other people ready for. Get out there and enjoy the summer before it's too late. On behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC, Internet Marketing, this is Jim Andrew, Digital Ways Media. Stick around. More Webcology after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. It passes before it's noticed a slight. Rising of the eyebrows. A widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart as a beat. Like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second... The reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with Brian Massey and his guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedConsequencesPodcast.com and find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from B-Sock Internet Marketing. It's the 11th of July, 2019. And in a debate that's almost as old as uh, the pronunciation GIF or GIF, and, you know, we're, we're, we're both going to have to come out on one side or the other here, Dave. Um, there was a survey that was uh, published in uh, Search Engine Roundtable the other day. Mm-hmm. User experience affecting rankings. And as it turns out, most SEOs suggest that, in fact, it might have an effect. So what do you think? Does it have a direct effect, an indirect effect, or, 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 or no effect at all? Um, I go with, uh, and this is based on, on what John and Gary had sort of disagreed about but said the same thing. Um, I, I do go with it has a indirect effect, yeah. but to a degree that it, it will feel like a direct effect, right? Sort of like that. There's no sandbox. There's just algorithmic functions that might look and act like one, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, technically we're, we're not calling it this. Um, and so, yeah, I, I do lean on the yes, it is, because John's basically said, we look at this when we're deciding the health of the results. Well, if they decide a pogo sticking means that there's a bad set of search results, they're going to adjust the whole algorithm to avoid sites that pogo stick. It's not a penalty against you, but it sure as hell going to feel like it when you're not ranking anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed. And I, I, I got to fall pretty much exactly where you're falling on this one. Yeah, Google, of course, Google, 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 Google records more information about its users and their behaviors than, um, than Facebook does. And that's a lot. Um, yeah. uh, uh, it's a staggering amount. Uh, to not use that for um, to, to, to judge whether users appreciate the information of this website or don't appreciate the information of this website. And how you would determine that has to come from user behavior. Um, and incidentally, they have said that they do check if users appreciate information or not. Yeah. Um, so they must use it. But I also believe when Google says, no, it doesn't have an effect, they mean it doesn't have a direct effect on any one of the uh, 
thousands of, of, of actual signals. But it might be a factor in those signals, in how those signals are interpreted. Indeed, indeed. And it makes perfect sense because it would be so easy to manipulate that they don't go, oh, okay, you know, Dave's site has a low bounce rate for, you know, and a high stick time for phrase X, Y, and Z, right? Like, okay, yeah, I, I mean, uh, give me, you know, uh, a few days with a script or, you know, like a few hundred dollars <laughs> and I'll have those metrics, you know, created on my site, right? Like, it's, you know, it'd be pretty easy. Um, so it does make sense that they don't use it to impact a site, right? Like to go, hey, Dave's site did this. But yeah, on, on mass, they're going to use signals like that to go, oh, okay. And it's not to say that, hey, I should have a, a high, you know, stick time on my site and that I should have a low bounce rate. And that's going to mean that it was a successful journey. There are queries where a successful journey would be a pogo stick at 15 seconds, right? Like I'm here, I got information, I'm back, right? Like that's, that's it. So, you know, it, it, which makes it more difficult to determine, um, you know, what it would be or, or time on site. Well, is time on site really a thing? What if I'm a directory? I mean, just a list, you know, perhaps a bad example, but what if I am a directory? Well, actually, no, it should be a pretty low time on site, right? On my site, <laughs> it should be, oh, there it is. There's the one I want. And over I go. Right. So they, it, it'd be really difficult to game um, on a large, large scale, easy to game on an individual scale. Cause you'd look at the query and go, well, this would be the metric and, and, and then start hitting it, but it'd be hard to game on a large scale. So that's well, yeah, good. <laughs> again, I just, I, I wish, I wish Google provided more clarity than the sort of opaque. Um, maybe we do, maybe we don't. We'll let you guys figure it out. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, I don't know, again, how to say this? The folks in Silicon Valley are making really cool products. They're making, they're making revolutionary, life-changing, business-changing, um, society-altering processes. And, uh, you know, as SEOs, we represent, you know, generally small to medium-sized businesses. Sometimes we represent really large businesses, but more often than not, we're working with, like, Ma and Pa or people who've grown just past Ma and Pa into a, you know, a, a substantial but still medium-sized and precarious business. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this is, again, I, just, I, I've said, I, I said this to you 20 years ago. This is our client's college. This is our client's children's college funds we're gambling with. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 I wish Google were, were a, little, a little more transparent. Um, I mean, I, I, if, if, if you study Google long enough, you get a sense of what they're up to. Yeah, but I can tell you, Dave. Half the, I mean, like, I'm I'm so keenly aware of what the stakes are for my clients. Um, I get neurotic every morning. I, I sit in front of the keyboard. You know what I mean? I just right. wish they were clearer. Speaking you know, of, I do too. But I think they would have a good argument of going. You know what? We tried to be clear. We gave you a toolbar. We said page rank measures strength. We gave you a toolbar. It measured it. And look what you did. You can't have nice things. <laughs> well, there is that. There is that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Broadcore updates. We've, we've seen how many this year? What, at least three? Probably yeah. more? Yep. Um, but three that we're, that we're quite aware of. And in each of these three, um, I'm, I'm also, I can also go back to like um, uh, updates that happened uh, in August of um, 2018. Uh, uh, in each of these updates, health-related sites got knocked on the chin really badly. It's, 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 it's a wonder if there's any health-related sites still, still on the web, um, given how badly they've been hit by every broad core update. Google's come out and said straight out, look, we have not been targeting um, health-related health, health sites. It just appears to be what's happening because it's a function of the broad core updates. This reminds me of that whole that whole thing Matt cut about the sandbox. <laughs> yeah. There is no sandbox. It's just that Google functions in such a way that there appear to be a sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we've had this like like the Broadcore updates have caused this incredible debate in the SEO community. Is it um, uh, 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 EAT? Is it your money or your life? Um, uh, what? what is the, 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 the criteria of expertise, authority, or trustworthiness, et cetera. And, you know, got a bunch of SEOs saying, look, it's not EATs, it's not, it's, not, it's not anything to do with that. 
but it's all these sites that are, again, uh, focusing on your money or your life and ones that should have a high degree of um, expertise, authority, and trustworthiness that seem to be getting hit. What do you figure, figure all, all this hullabaloo is about? <laughs> um, you know, I'm going off the Roger Monty article that was in uh, today's uh, 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 journal. Yeah, and it's a, it was a good it was a good piece. I mean, Roger does a Roger does a good job. Um, you're gonna get. I mean, there's specific industries, and this is how I kind of view it. And, and we've seen this before, right? Like to exactly what you're saying, right? Like, there different industries get hit at different times. Um, and is it direct? Is it indirect? I tend to sort of lean on the what we're what we're seeing here when we're dealing with broad core, right? Like you do get updates that are like we're hitting this sector, right? Like we're hitting gaming, right? Like all right, fair enough. Um, you know, probably deserves a, a bit of a you know cleanup anyway. But in a broad core, that's not what they're doing. So when we think about it, does it make sense that specific industries would be impacted more than others? Um, in, in any given sort of broad core update. And to me, the answer is yes, and it is more or less accidental. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, or, a, or incidental. not accidental, but it, it's, a, it's a byproduct of a larger effort yeah. that they're trying to do, which would be specific industries, you know, SEOs and, and SEO community and, and web dev and whatever, anything in our sort of like larger scope niche is going to have a weighting based on a very, very specific set, like the, the rankings of all of us and our competitors are all going to be based on more or less a similar set of metrics, right? We're all kind of linking together. We all kind of produce the same kind of content. We all kind of use the same kinds of words. So if a broad core update impacted some of these core metrics that we all rely on, it's going to have a dramatic impact on us. So similarly in health, they're all going to rely on a basic set core, right? If it's, you know, eat, for example, right? Like expertise, authority, trust. If they impacted, let's say just one of them, like a metric that they look at for trust and they went, okay, it's not quite working right. And they, they, it may not impact at all. I mean, it may, but it may not all, there's a bunch of sectors that may not be all of a sudden um, sites, for example, would be, dramatically impacted. So I think well, that's more what we see here. If I, can, if I can just jump in here and, and yeah. the vibe you've got going alive, like keep that, keep that string alive and add to it this thought. Google is all about the relationship of web to website through links. And so if, if <laughs> um, site, if a site over here in, 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 in this quadrant over here starts suffering for like EAT, uh, expertise, authority, or trustworthiness somewhere or another, the value of a link from that site will be degraded slightly. Now imagine this happening on a uh, exponential scale. That's mm-hmm. why you can see an incredible sectoral update uh, in this case, in the health sector. Um, when a little bit of, um, when a little adjustment is made to Google's perceptions of other sites in the same, in the same link uh, foot, uh, how would you, how would you describe this in the same link network? Um, so you degrade links over here, you're going to see degradation throughout the entire thing. Right. Right. And that's a really, really interesting, um, point. And I think highly worth mentioning. And you know what, Jim, I hadn't thought of it until you started talking and, and explaining that. Um, and I find one of the things I find really interesting about that concept, and I think we've touched on it a little bit before of what impacts one reverberates through certainly a sector. It reverberates across a whole you know, yeah. internet in a butterfly effect kind of way, but it's going to resonate very, very strongly in a, in a sector, especially if it's one of the top sites. It's like, well, that was one of the top sites, but we're pulling down the, you know, ratcheting down the trust they're assigned, right? Like, not manually, but going, whatever the signals they're adjusting are sort of drops its strength. Well, that's going to reverberate strongly across an entire sector for sure. Um, but what I have noticed, remember when, when the broad core update rolled out, I had said, I'm very, very happy. None of my clients got impacted, right? Obviously, I'd be happier if all of them got big gains, but none of them were impacted during a broad core update. Anytime nothing happens, I'm like, sweet. <laughs> That's good. But like, I'm, I'm happy with nothing um, in, in a broad core update. All of a sudden, here we are, you know, weeks after, and I am. Now, this could be coincidence, right? I mean, this oh, really? nothing, but all of a sudden, I am seeing a bunch of movement around. Some up, some down, all very predictable, like, 
oh, okay, I can, you know, you look at the backlinks and then it's like, oh, you're a newer client. You sort of dropped it. Yeah, your backlinks okay. kind of sucked and I haven't gotten around, you know, that's not what we're doing right now, right? So we're, we're moving on to other things or you're a month old. We have been built that. We have been building backlinks, but nothing's going on with that. You know, they're not picking up weight. But to your point, I think what you're getting at is, yeah, if the trust dropped over there, now it may be three hops down to my client, right? From, from this, from this, you know, core authority point or, or points. Uh, um, and it may take time for that weight to reverberate down, but it does reverberate or up, of course, but it does. Right? Or for the competitor sites to be impacted and drop or rise around it. You want to have some fun here. Get two clients dropped, okay? Yeah. Fire up Majestic. Okay. Get the great footprints. Merge lists. And by the way, do this in a clean file. I have a funny yeah. story. <laughs> um, merge lists and do some comparisons. I bet you you're going to see. I bet you you're going to see a lot of duplication. Yeah, that's actually interesting. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I I will. I'm going to do a 60 day um, analysis on a on a few of the uh, 60 day because we're going before right the the update. Now I'll I'll report on it next week. I'm going to do a, a dive and sort of go. I mean, it won't be a, a super deep dive because I don't have any that have moved big enough that it. Escapes it. Okay, this is the coincidence, right? Like Google's always doing little things, and hell, so am I. Right? <laughs> right so they they could be in that scope, but it is a large number. Like virtually all of our clients are suddenly sort of moving around a little bit. Um, you know, wow. so it, it is interesting. I've actually got a ranking reports list sitting up in in front of me right now on all of them. And yeah, in the last seven days, virtually all of them have moved. Um, and so I'll expand that out, and yeah, all, all happy, happy to. So you get back and go, yeah, I actually did find either some overlap or, yeah, it was a coincidence. Right? <laughs> there we go. It was just a coincidence. It had nothing to do with that. I still have to find a whole bunch of overlap because, you know, I want to be the guy who solved this thing, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the other, the other component I would add to this is in the same in, – in similar sectors, dirty little, the dirty little secret of the SEO industry, um, there's only so many linking, link-building companies out there that actually get the job done. Yeah. And um, – you know, frequently they um, uh, pull from the same list because really? they go back to say well over and over again sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, so you and I probably, and I'll bet everybody in our listening audience right now has gotten that email going, hey, I have these sites. And we all look at them and go, I know all of them. <laughs> and I know I, oh, I could, I could actually get that one cheaper. I don't want it because Google also got this email. But... <laughs> Um, you know, I, I could get that cheaper over there, right? Like they just send their list. It's just insane, right? <laughs> it's like, why are you doing that? I wouldn't use a strategy anyway because that's you know I'm not allowed to get client sites banned. But come on, <laughs> like so, you're just um, putting it in the email. So again, SEOs out there, like like who who got who got clients who got hit really bad in the last few updates. Mm-hmm. We just gave you a bunch of freebies there. Like there's yeah. a whole bunch of air. You got you got weeks of work to check into now, <laughs> and I'll bet you. Please report back if any of you if any of you find solutions from from some of the ideas you heard today. I'd be I'd be really happy about that, and also most most interested in the experience. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, send us a tweet, and hey, if you want to talk about it, we can probably grab them and pull them on if it's going to be uh, you know if there's some interesting revelations that our audience might be interested in as well. Well, like who's going to stop us, right? Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of, I want to say I'd, I'd like to take just a quick second to say hi to my new friends at uh, Brand Labs in Michigan. Hey, y'all! Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm doing I'm doing a project with this really cool team in Michigan. Who I'm just like, you ever, you ever been onboarded by a by a by a true truly professional group of people? It's just, it's just, it's, a, it's an amazing experience. See, I'm not, I, I can't possibly say no, even if it was true, because I've got clients that listen and they'd be like, really? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I've had one of my best onboarding experiences with, uh, with a new set of clients ever. And, uh, I just, I, I just love it when stuff goes smoothly, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Where do you want to go? We got, we got about five minutes before we got to take a break. Um, okay, first thing I'll just mention because it builds up the last one, but it's just a quick note. Um, is I've been monitoring, like I, I monitor, I get the you know all the different sensors and I, I look at them every morning. It is just dead, like it is just dead right now. I find it very, very interesting. But that was just like a, a side note of like there's to be in this big core update, things are sort of fluctuating around, but none of the sensors are really reporting 
anything. Like I look at them every morning. I'm like, wow, 0.6 change. Right. And I'm just looking at wow. one from SE. I'm rush right now. I'm like, wow, that is like low and it's sustained. So interesting that Google's really doing nothing right now, except they're just going nutty in the SERPs themselves, <laughs> like in the actual like SERP layouts. Um, so let's chat about, I don't know. There's a, there's a whole whack of them, but, uh, one of my favorites and, uh, Name has to be mentioned, so glad I'm bringing it up. Barry Schwartz. Yay! <laughs> Over on SE Roundtable, um, back just a couple days ago on the 9th, was reporting on one I find interesting. I mean, it's an interesting finds section for AMP pages and, and types of blocks in, in the Google mobile search results. Now, it's been there for, for a little bit, um, but they're showing them a, a little more frequently now, and it's, it's basically in, in the... Um, in the knowledge panels that they're showing them. And it's basically, you know, you've got your tabs across the top and, you know, you put in a thing, there's a knowledge panel, there's some tabs to go into the section of the knowledge panel or, or subsection. One of them is interesting finds. Um, and it just sends you over to a, a variety of articles that relate to that subject, right? He'd put business automation processes is, is the example he used. And then there's like Forbes articles and stuff on, um, you know, number one, you know, 15 tips for introducing automation to your business, things like that. So, it's reminding me, and we're seeing more and more of this, um, of the sort of walled garden approach, but we, we didn't like it when, say, you're forced into it. Like, sorry, I'm not a big fan of them, and I know I'm going to, like, pick off about half our audience here, but like Apple kind of does. <laughs> They're just like, you're stuck here, um, and, and, and you can't get out. So my grandmother has an Apple, and I keep getting frustrated by it. Um, and... Whereas in their case, and in, in the case of what we're seeing here is Google is more and more building it, but it's more through, hey, folks, here's a shiny thing, right? It's not like you have to stay here because this is where, you know, all your stuff belong to us. But it's like, a, oh, okay, well, we're going to stop you from even cascading further. We're not going to, like, send you over to, to this area. Um, you know, we're going to, like, distract you with the shiny article from Forbes and so off. You go there what I suspect we're going to see in the very, very, very near future, because we've seen quote unquote accidental, you know, feeding of um, similar type of um, ads into carousels in the past and Google, well, that was an accident in that case. No, it wasn't. It was a test. Um, but I, I suspect we're going to see very quickly under interesting finds, um, little ads coming in there, which would make absolutely perfect sense to me. And then keeping people in that walled garden until they're willing to pay the piper to get out. Right, that sort of approach to things. So that that I find interesting. We have some more, but we can talk about them after after the break. There's been a few other uh, interesting search changes this week, and yeah, that, man, that, they're busy. Makes me think. Uh, and, and for all the for all for all the Moz, all of our friends at Moz in Seattle, um, here's a here's a freebie for y'all. You guys need to make a tool that helps search marketers predict what's coming up in the carousel based on the uh, based on the words and uh, uh, phrases used in the query, and then have a scoring tool to help them write to get to get their uh, search results into results from tabs on that on that on that carousel. I bet you I bet you Dr. Pete can figure that out. He's, He's probably smart. working on it. <laughs> you owe me a drink, Dr. Pete. Um, okay, friends, uh we got we got to take one more break. We got one more segment coming up on Webcology. So, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beastock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Jim Always Media. You're listening to Webcology, recorded on the 11th of July, 2019. Summer's almost over. Get out there and enjoy it, unless you got to get ready for Christmas, in which case you better do that first. But either way, you're going to listen to some commercial messages, and we'll be back uh, after this. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Pick out some new favorite podcasts now. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. So, um, one of the cool things about having a very long career um, is you get to you get to come across. Uh, well, you know what? Before I get to, I want I want to make a quick note. We're all getting a little. Bit, we're all getting older. Every year, we're getting older and older and older. And um, I deny it. Well, <laughs> I just think that many many people, especially the OGs in the industry, should just take a step back for a second and just congratulate ourselves. We created all this. We made this. We're sitting on a multi-billion-dollar industry that we invented ourselves. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I, 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 I think we forget to appreciate our own experience, and we really should because it'll make us happier people. And you and uh, you and Mary actually had an uh, incident of appreciating your own experience earlier today. I was delighted when I, I was looking on Facebook and. Uh, I guess you're writing an article on user experience. We talked about user experience earlier uh, on the show. And uh, <laughs> I come across an article that your wife wrote, like, what, 15 years ago? 15 years ago, yeah. 20. It's still relevant today. You know what? I read it, and I'm like, other than referencing, like, click tracks as a log file analyzer, the advice is pretty solid. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it, it was it was funny where it's just like oh it it it's the 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 sort of reality as we're talking about right now the reality of search is now kind of catching up to the stuff that you know sort of UX folks like Mary were talking about 15 years ago and you know she wasn't the only one but she was I guess one of the first because it was the first like that's the one I stumbled on probably because it was on Web Pro News it's funny I was informed after. Oh, it's also on your site. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess it probably would be. Um, but I found it on Web Pro News, so there it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting, though. Yeah, reading it and going, oh, yeah, okay, that's click tracks, right? Forgot about them. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, yeah, it, it is interesting. And you're right. We, we really should take um, a moment. I always appreciate the depth of understanding of the patterns that form, right? I think you were touching on that a little bit earlier, like, you've been around long enough to sort of get a feel for when you see something, you don't even really quite know why, but your spider sense has started tingling a little bit. You kind of know where it's going mm-hmm. just because you've sort of seen the ebbs and flows happen over time. It's like you see a broad core update and it hits a sector and you're like, all right, this is probably kind of what happened. You're not going to be spot on, right? But you're going to have an instinctive kind of decent idea because you've seen it happen enough times. Well, that um, honestly got saved so much time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> time that, that, I remember early, early when uh, we really didn't have early, early in the industry when we didn't have a lot of clues why the searchers did what they did. Um, it was often harder to try to do triage and diagnose, but at the same time, there weren't as many factors, and websites were a hell of a lot simpler than they are today. So, um, something else that that I think is going to cause a lot of complications for uh, for search marketers in the in the in well. Not in the future. I mean, like today, moving forward, is voice search, vocal search, and the um, the rise of uh, home assistant devices like Alexa or Google Home or what have you. There was an article in uh, again, it was in Search Engine Journal um, about just how fast adoption and use of uh, of, of of vocal search. Uh, shopping through home devices specifically has grown in the last year. It's growing a lot faster than we expected it to. Yeah, and I'm stoked. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think to, to me, the 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 
tipping point, the explosion point. There, there's one point in time to me, um, and and it, I guess it's not a, an individual day, but it's a it's a very very rapid series of days, and I, I suspect it'll last, you know a few months to a, to a year, maybe 18 months or something like that, this, this duration of time will be when there's an elegant crossover point where people recognize the switch from voice to display, right? When, 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 when we just eliminate it, people are becoming obviously very comfortable with voice, but I found myself using it more when I'm in a car, right. And, and just like, you know, firing a question into my, into my phone, sometimes for a search result, sometimes just telling it to listen to music, whatever. I've been doing that for, for a little while. But what I'm really excited about in this one, and we're starting to see it because it is exploding faster and sort of, we just need to be trained on how, how to work right. And we need the devices to do it properly. And is as soon as I'm going, starting my search on voice and then hands-free being comfortable with, Oh, okay. Cast that to my TV, right? I mean, cast is a, is a Google term here, but cast that to my TV and then just starting to refine my search there. We've seen patents from Google talking about similar processes they're going, oh, okay, no, 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 red shoes, right? Oh, okay, no, 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 I want, you know, and shiny, I want a pattern on it, right? I, oh, penguins, right? Whatever it is, right? But starting to refine our queries that way. I think that's the point where it's really going to tip is not so much how we're taught to refine queries because that's Google's job to understand them. But as soon as we have the devices in our home, like they exist, but as soon as we all sort of have these devices ready, to cast to convenience devices. We can all do this on our phone, but I mean, yeah, fire it onto my, I guess probably not my computer display. I'd probably just type it, but yeah, cast it to my TV, right? Like I'm watching a show and, oh, okay, just, I, I want those shoes that were in that show, right? Or whatever it is. I don't know. I, I've been shopping for shoes. Can you tell? Because it's twice mm -hmm. brought them up in this example here. Um, but I think that's the, the big point. And it, I, I give it a, you know, probably a year and a half because we need the, the integration into the devices, right? You need that crossover point of people either adding a Chromecast to their, to their existing television. Uh, Cause I think the TV is going to be the big one because every home pretty much has one, um, you know, or that it's actually just built into the device to communicate with, um, with the hubs, you know, with nest and, and that sort of thing. So once that all happens, I think that's going to be the explosion. Cause that's really the part that misses like even in the picture from the article, it's just, then I've got one sitting on my desk, right? Like a Google home. Yeah, I can order stuff through it, but I'm, I'm not going to really do a lot of discovery through it. Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to do... The thing that's missing is being able to see it somewhere, to be able to project to a wall, to project to your to your, to your your uh, phone device or something. Exactly. And then for Google to prove to me, or Amazon, right, or Apple, to prove to me that they can understand me in my language. When I say I want a pattern with penguins on my shoes, and I want my shoes to be black... Okay. Right? I mean, I guess you could not really see much of the penguin if my shoes are black and they're all over it. But, you know, if that's my command, I need, once I can build up that trust that Google actually understands that they're going to provide those results or Amazon, you know, or Apple can provide me the results and understand the refinements faster than I could, which they can. Like, I, I have no doubt that it'll take them a bit of time, but it, they'll be pretty rapid in this one. Um, I think that's the, the big point we're waiting for. And as soon as we start seeing more adoption of smart televisions that will connect to these voice devices or just have them built in. I think that's, that's the, the big ticket uh, that we'll see. And then the big crossover and then people starting to start a discovery at work and go, yeah, remind me when I'm at home. Right. And, and then having it just sort of fire up on the TV when you launch it to watch whatever you want to catch the final Deadwood movie or whatever, um, you know, you turn it on and, Oh, there it is. You know, a reminder that, Oh, right. You needed to start this discovery. I think that's the, that's the big point. And I, I think that's what I'm excited for. Can you tell I'm excited about it? That's the point I'm excited for. Just for listeners and, and for you uh, personally, Dave, I did uh, watch the latest Deadwood movie and I, and I, I went there using old tech, the zapper mm -hmm. that I barely understand because it's got so many damn buttons on it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, oh my God. It was so worth it. Absolutely. Totally, totally. Tell, tell, tell Alexa to turn on, uh, the Deadwood movie. It's absolutely worth it. You know what? And I, we will be. I were about to. We were just chatting about it just yesterday, which is why it was top of mind. And we're going to dive in because we actually own the DVDs of it and and watch the first three seasons first. And then. Well, um, yeah, just be be prepared. Nary a dry eye in the house. Um, I, and I also want to come by your house and uh, reprogram your Alexa to have the voice of Hal, especially if you try to order. <laughs> shoes <laughs> i can't do that 
Um, although I, I, I suggest if you go to Google or to the book company, they will have what you're looking for. <laughs> yes, you are probably correct. Almost certainly. Okay, we are down to our final minutes here. We got about two minutes. Um, is there? Is there? Uh, this, we can't. We can't touch structured data. I'm sorry. That's way too much. <laughs> We're go with like two minutes left. Uh, you know what's funny? That's the one I have in front of me. So hat tip to, to Yoast for updating their structured data in the 11.6 version. Go for it. Um, well, I guess I thought about um, Yoast in the 11.6, uh, um, which they have just launched the 11.6 version. Um, they're supporting the new how-to um, schema in, in the format that, that Google's um, working at it in. So, um, oh, and I just got uh, Mary just wandered through and put a note on the desk. Um, Twitter is broken. Uh, she, she's uh, just for our listeners. If you want a, this just happened because she was on it just moments ago, walked up and she's got, yeah, minus one following minus one followers showing on her counts right now. Interesting. So, I saw a note on Facebook asking if Twitter's broken for other people. I uh, haven't, and it can't load myself. users info. Sorry. I haven't gone and looked myself yet. It, it's it's blowing away user info. It seems to be. Yeah, nothing is there now. She's on mobile. I'm just checking on uh, on Desta. Something is technically wrong. Twitter's broken. <laughs> Somebody should tell the president. I understand he's having a social media summit today about all the people, about like people getting kicked off of us. Anyway, I'm I'm sure he'll be quite concerned. But if anyone can fix it, he can. <laughs> Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> um, ah, you know what? We've moved right along and we have gone full circle. I'm getting I'm getting note from uh, from studio um, on our hour. Yay! Yay! Um, we will be back next week, uh, barring a national holiday or uh, Twitter breaking again. Um, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This podcast was recorded on the 11th of July, 2019. Stick around, Webmaster Radio. There's great content coming up. Uh, talk to you next week. opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of webmasterradio.fm we sponsors any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited